Welcome back to another episode of Create Your Life with your host, Tessa Lloyd. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today, the Wadarong people of the Wadarong Aboriginal Corporation, and pay my respects to Elders past and present. Hi, my honeys, my beautiful life creators. Welcome back to episode seven of Create Your Life with your host, Tessa Lloyd. So today we are going to be having a chat about a topic that is so close. It's not even a topic. It's just like, it just is what it is. It's how I live my life now, which is the queer lifestyle. And I put out to you guys a queer Q&A. Um, and what's been really amazing is seeing the questions that came in and having people identify themselves prior. So, hi, straight, cis male, um, wanting to know, or queer woman here have just, uh, quote unquote, come out and wanting to know about your experience here. So it's been really cool seeing the different questions that came in around this. Um, and I'm hoping to be able to answer some questions from my perspective for uh, straight people and for people within the queer community who resonate with what I say. Obviously, not everything is going to land. Um, I am only one woman with one experience and one uh, identity within the queer community. So Obviously, I'm just speaking from my perspective and I I hope that that is clear throughout this because there is so many ways that we could go about answering this and this is just my personal experience. Um, So, you guys sent in some really fucking cool questions. Um, I'm going to see how much we get through today. (laughs) I've got them written down here and yeah, it might be a bit of a longer episode which is okay as well all right are you guys feeling ready to dive in take a big deep breath whether you're straight whether you're part of the rainbow community whether you're just here for a ride and you don't know you don't want to identify as anything taking a big deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth Sometimes these conversations can feel really big for us. Um, There's so many moments where I wish it wasn't a big thing Um, and where I obviously just wish there was so much less shame and doubt and questions around this, but we are here and we're doing the best with with the world that we live in now and and things are changing, which is really wonderful. you can sort of see sometimes within the questions it's like oh fuck that is how some people think still and that is still you know a question that needs to be answered which is completely okay too and it made me so happy to see that you guys were asking this stuff um quite often we when we don't understand we run away from or we 
repress or we ignore or we judge or we hate or we hurt. And to see you guys being like, well, fuck, okay, I've always got these questions, but I always feel a bit awkward asking them or I um, worry if it's the wrong thing to say or I wonder if, you know, there's a better way to say it. I love that you've asked it. I love that you've told me your background and I love that I'm going to be able to talk to you about it today. And I just want you to know that I'm coming from a heart of compassion here. There is not one part of me that judged the questions that you sent in. So thank you so much. And also thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about my story as well, because I mean, it's, it's one story, but to be able to share this with you guys and hopefully provide some inspiration or some comfort or some understanding is a pretty cool um, role for me right now. So thank you. All right, we're going to dive in. Let's go. All right, so we're going to start off with some questions here that uh, you guys have submitted. First question, are you ready? So, what are some things that you've learned along the way? It doesn't say after coming out. I'm going to take it since coming out um, because I, I think the story, there's a whole other world that opens up when you open up to this side of yourself. For me personally, um, yeah. Can you tell us some things that you've learned being a queer woman? Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> okay. Number one, women are so amazing. And I don't say that lightly. I um, had to work through some stuff when I was younger around trusting women. And this was before I even came out or anything, but... There were moments where I had to, yeah, really work through some inner, inner child work and, you know, just stuff from my past where I realized I was expecting um, to be, I don't know, expecting things of women, like expecting a certain, them showing up in a certain way. And this is long gone. I, I want you to know that it's long gone. This isn't a story for me anymore. Um, but when I was younger, yeah, I worried, I worried that women were too emotional. I'm worried that I, I couldn't um, cope with the pressure. And yeah, I really was constantly, I think, wrecking things for myself by expecting that, uh, female friendships fall apart, that women are emotional, that women can't be trusted. And I didn't even know consciously that that's what was happening, but there was this underlying thing of it is, I'm more protected when I'm with boys or I'm more protected trying to be one of the boys or it's more, or it's safer to not show emotion. And so what was in me was, triggering me while it was being reflected to me within women. So this is um, a long time ago, but since coming out, it's just, I will often talk about it with my best mates, how ironic it is that, um, yeah, I'm so happy that I healed my relationship with women before I came out because it <laughs> has just amplified since where I'm just so connected with so many beautiful women and that feels so strong and I feel so safe within that and taking that into a relationship with a woman 
taking that into dating women while I'm single, taking that into friendships with women is so special for me. Um, and yeah, such a beautiful foundation to build connections with women on. And yeah, I mean, that's one thing I've really learned is that I really adore women. <laughs> and since I've been on my own and I've dated here and there, the connections that I've made there and still have in my life while being really open about where I'm at and um, yeah, allowing them to be really open with me has just shown me this whole other world of how wonderful women are, whether we're in a, a committed monogamous relationship or not. Um, it's yeah, just shown me so much more of what I love about women like the women who I've met in my life, their compassion and their understanding and their softness, but their fierceness and their power and having a relationship with a woman is fucking amazing. Knowing that you understand each other and that the parts that you don't understand, this is only my experience, but the parts that you don't understand, you're willing to work on together. And Yes, no matter what has happened to me with my relationship history, that is a, a common thread. Um, women, in my experience, come together and do their best to understand each other and do their best to communicate. And sleeping with a woman felt so natural to me when I first slept with them that I was like, I didn't even blink and that was a whole other level of connection too so yeah that's something beautiful that I've learned along the way another thing that I have learned is that I never knew this before I experienced it but for me it's not for me to be a woman's experiment if they're feeling unsure about their sexuality and that is only a reflection of me because women do need to experiment and they do, um, they have the right to figure out what feels good for them. But I know within myself that a personal boundary of mine is not to be an experiment for a woman who is wrapping her head around her sexuality. And I've been there before and I'm so happy that I could experiment and wrap my head around things as well. But I know within myself, I think just because I have a big soft heart is that um, I don't want to be this um, experiment for for someone. And yeah, that, that's been really cool for me to know because before that I was like, hey, whatever, you know, if a beautiful woman wants to um, use me as part of her process, I'm here for that. You know, there's so many benefits for me as well and like what a beautiful way to connect um, not down for that anymore. And I think that's been, you know, a good lesson for me as well. Um, what else have I learned? I mean, I'll touch on this later because this is to do with one of the other questions, but you don't need to come out. Number one, you don't need to come out at all. If you want to, the fact that we come out is showing that being straight is the default. Being straight is normal and that we need to come out as something else. So... And number one, don't think you need to come out if you don't want to. If you choose to, it can be a really beautiful, empowering process if that feels right for you. But 
I don't think you need to come out in order to be who you want to be. And I also don't think that you need to come out at all to come to a place of self-acceptance within yourself and self-love. Like this is your journey. It's not about other people at all. So if it doesn't feel safe for you to come out, if it doesn't feel right, if you don't want to, if you don't want to take that path, you do not need to come out to be a part of the community that you want to be a part of. And you don't need to come out. Um, in order to feel real or feel like you're being true to yourself. It's all about what's internal for you, what is accepted within you and integrated within you and embodied within you and, and loved and, and valued. That's a big part of the process. So whenever someone says, I'm in a, I'm in a um, straight I'm in a heterosexual relationship, but I feel like I'm queer or I feel like I'm bi. I'm really worried that it's going to affect my relationship. I mean, there's so much that goes into this, but that there's also pressure that in order to be honest about our existence, we need to come out to the universe. If you know that you love your partner who you are in the heterosexual relationship with if you know that you love being a bisexual woman within yourself don't let any subliminal messaging tell you that you need to put everything on the table in order to love yourself or in order to be loved if it feels right for you to identify as a bisexual woman or as a queer woman or you know, these, all these, all of these other labels, if it feels right for you to identify as that within yourself. And if you know, this is another layer. So many women in my DMs are like, I have fallen in love with my best friend. And I think about having sex with her all the time. Not, not necessarily the best friend one, but they're so attracted to a woman that is beautiful enough in itself. That is what you can identify with. You don't need to outwardly identify with it, but if you within yourself know that it's true for you, that you find women beautiful or that you're attracted to a woman or that you know you fantasize about sleeping with your neighbor, that's true for you. And don't let the world of labels and you know systematic like boxing into these squares, don't let that persuade you to do something that you're not comfortable with if you know that within yourself you know it within yourself it's true for you that's another thing I've learned um what else have I learned I think I've, I've learned a lot about the type of I didn't ever think I had a type but I think I've learned about the type of um woman that I'm attracted to and this this could change but yeah, I've, I've definitely learned about my type and yeah, what I just find incredibly sexy and incredibly um, worth being with. And yeah, yeah. I, I think beforehand, 
like I, for me, I call it being a baby queer. When I was a baby queer, I felt like I was taken back in time to when I like slept with my first boyfriend at the time. And you just have to learn so much. Well, you don't have to learn. You just do. You're learning on the go. I learned so much so quick that I didn't know about. I was just like, oh my God, I like sleeping with women and I want a girlfriend and I want to express this part of myself. But um, it was, yeah, a big learning process again of settling into what actually feels good for me. And, you know, I had become aware of my triggers in uh, cis men. I hadn't become aware of my triggers with cis women and I hadn't become aware of my attachment styles within a relationship like that and this is so deep but if we are using gender as a construct here right now I know that there was a lot for me to learn about myself within a same-sex relationship with another cis woman and yeah, that was kind of, that was pretty crazy because, you know, it's like in school when you're in grade six and you're like, I am the captain now. Like you are the school elders <laughs> and, you know, you've really come to understand some things. Um, the game changed, like the game changed when I came out and there was a lot for me to learn about um, my own triggers in myself with women and, um, and also how to be a support is the best sort of support system for a woman as well which changes every for every woman just because we're women doesn't mean we have the same needs uh obviously but yeah so that's definitely something else i've learned as well that being a baby queer is a learning curve the best kind of learning curve but definitely something that i took for granted when i first came out um okay we're rolling on. What's it like being single and queer? Hmm. <laughs> it's really so these are sort of these are two different questions. I mean that yeah, they're two different questions and then they can form the same one as well. Being single has been um exactly what I needed. So I've been on my own intentionally for about 14 months now and it just feels really nice to be here <laughs> I needed uh, time on my own and it's shown me so much about myself and shown me yeah so many beautiful lessons about being on my own um, I went through a, like at one point while I was on my own, I just called it quits on dating and yeah, just let myself be. And that's currently where I'm at at the moment. And on another level, feeling my heart open again, which is really special. And to tell you the truth, since I was 15 years old, I had not done that. I hadn't taken a breather this reminds me of Liz Gilbert's you know eat pray love where she's like I have not taken a breath in between and for me not men but in between men since I was 16 years old and I really resonate with that like 
even when I thought I was taking a breath, I was still chasing something or I was still thinking that something was out there or, um, or numbing myself out or yeah, wishing something was different. And that it wasn't, um, that sounds like a big process, but it didn't feel like it at the time. It's just when I look back, I'm like, babe, just take a breath. Just get to know what you want and know what you like and know what are the red flags that you are subconsciously drawn to because they feel like home, because they remind you of your childhood or they remind you of the anxiety that you don't want to feel anymore, but you subconsciously seek it out. Like get to know yourself and being on my own has been really wonderful. Um, being on my own and queer has shown me a whole other world. It's shown me that um, sometimes I wish a queer women who um, would yeah, be a good fit for me. I mean, everyone probably thinks this, but I sometimes wish we were like on The Sims and we had a green triangle or a red triangle or a red triangle floating above us to be like, maybe, so you can figure out your maybes if you want to go there, figure out your big red nose and figure out your greens. Like, mm -hmm, would date me, would sleep with me, would take care, would support, all that beautiful stuff. Um, no one has a label, which is fantastic. Sometimes I wish there was some sort of sign to know if a, if a woman was queer. Um, and not even that, but to know if, if they would be open to that sort of thing, even if they don't want to identify as anything. Um, because more often than not, because straight is our, is our um, you know, considered our default, a woman and a man will be looking across the room in general and if there's like chemistry and eyes made, it's like, oh, we're on here. Sometimes with women, I'm like, I can't tell if they're just looking at my earrings or if they, you know, if they're wondering if I'm looking at their boyfriend, which is never the case, or if they're, if I'm reminding them of someone, you know, like I'm, I'm sometimes wondering this, if they could just give me a little signal so I knew make life so much easier um but it's been a while since I've been in that place like it's been about eight months that I haven't um yeah been actively dating or or exploring exploring that side of myself and and that's obviously not going to be permanent but I remember when I first was single I was like fuck <laughs> that was just yeah a lot to learn um and yeah, I mean, in general, I find being single and queer fucking liberating. Like, I find being queer so liberating, being single so liberating. The only thing I would say is the Sims symbol would be useful sometimes. Not going to happen, but yeah. And I'm sure there's other, <laughs> other people within the community who can identify with that. Like, is she gay or am I just stereotyping and she has a black nose ring and wears converses and, um, you know, would sleep with women. Um, because 
even when we are within the community, we are still informed by stereotypes and we still have these blueprints of what a queer woman looks like, what a gay woman looks like, what a gay man looks like. We still bring this into the world and we are constantly rewiring that. Like there is no way to look gay. That's another thing I've learned actually to go back to the previous question. There is no way to look gay. Um, there is no way to look queer. There is no way to identify as someone within the LGBTQI plus community because it's all based on stereotypes. When you identify as that, you identify as that. That is the only, I mean, if we had this glowing light within us, that would be our way to dress like that because we identify with it. It's not about what we look like. Um, there are some moments where I froth that people guess that I'm queer because I'm um, because of how I'm dressing. It's just nice to know that what you are putting out there is being received, but then it's usually because of the stereotype, like the, um, like the big baggy t-shirts or the beanies. Um, yeah, things like that can inform people's decisions or form people's judgments. So I mean, I've taken us a little off track there, but it is fantastic being single and queer. Can feel my heart opening at the moment. I've been, I'm in um, Western Australia at the moment and on a big um, immersion within myself and have really healed so much in six weeks. It feels like it's been months. Have healed so much and can really feel my heart has softened, which is not something I could say even a month ago. I needed so much time to process and heal and come to this place of softening and warmth. And yeah, I really feel like I'm there, which is fantastic and very welcome. It's been a big year. Okay, next question. The best thing about being with women. Hmm. There's so many things. How the fuck do I answer that? So good. Um, okay. I really, so this is just me. I love that the women who I have been with have really soft skin <laughs> and we understand each other's cycles. We understand the different hormones in our bodies. We understand each other's moods. We, this is in general. I'm totally generalizing here, but we in general won't, try to fix things immediately. And I mean, I still sometimes fall into this category. So this is why I'm saying generalizing. In general, we will hold space for our partner or hold space for the, the other woman in our life um, so that they feel held and understood rather than trying to fix things straight away. I really love that. I love their compassion and then also their fierceness. The way women smile. There's so many beautiful things. Um, and I mean, what do you like about women? You know? Because these are just my preferences. This isn't what is good about a woman. These are just what I see and what I notice and what I love. But if you love women, what do you love? Okay. Is it worth coming out. Mm. Okay. 
okay, me being on this big answering journey really gets me, um, yeah, answering things with a big okay at the start. So I, for me, it was so worth me coming out. Um, and I did come out. I didn't, uh, you know, I think it's so cool. Some women who I've seen have just rocked up to a party with their new girlfriend. They're like, this is my girlfriend. And how fucking cool is that? That in this world where people are telling us that if you're not the default cis straight couple, then you probably should come out or not even couple human. Um, so you don't always have to come out, but for me personally, it was so worth coming out because the, the level of comfort I have in myself from the work that I've done also, but from being open about who I am and moving, I had some, I had shame when I first came out, I would get so flustered when people would ask me about, um, my sexuality or like make jokes to try and like be chill about it. But you could tell that they were like, fuck, how do I approach this? I would get flustered. Um, but to move through that level of shame that is put onto us as young children, you know, where we, um, I was brought up in the most beautiful family and in the most beautiful way. And I still heard within societies messaging that being, um, queer isn't normal and that like you can do what you want to do just don't be gay in front of me or uh, like literally things like that healthy food is lesbian food or that she's a dyke because she rides a motorbike um, hmm, that rhymes so growing up hearing that not necessarily within my family but just we hear these things right you know that's so gay what a faggot uh, you know, the words pufta, the words, um, oh, there's just so many things I could go on for days. But for me, moving through the shame that was systematically put onto me and, and it is for lots of other people, moving through that, and not only that, just being open about who I am and constantly being anchored into what feels good and what brings me joy has made this whole process worth it. Every little mini panic attack that I had was so worth it. Um, yeah, when I came out to my mum, we had been talking about, like, just by chance, mum was like, oh, I think it's really nice when children give their parents the opportunity to um, accept their sexuality. And... She like handed it to me on a silver platter, this opportunity. I was like, fuck, okay. I didn't know I was going to do it, but yep, I'm doing it now. Um, and, you know, I bawled my eyes out because I'd put so much pressure on this. Cause there's pressure. There's pressure within the community, um, the society that we live in. It's not a simple thing to come out. And telling people that it is a simple thing to come out is undermining what a big process it is. It's undermining the fact that from a child, we are raised to believe that it is normal to be straight, let alone hearing that some gay people are still killed, let alone hearing that some families 
isolate the queer person in their family because of who they truly are. So let alone all that terrible shit that happens, we are born to believe that straight is normal. So when you are coming out as not that, you are coming out as not normal. And that's a big deal. And I, yeah, I um, cried with mum. And then I um, was so nervous with dad that I just would keep vomiting the words out. And I... I remember saying to my best mate, Jess, after I slept with a woman, I was like, I think I'm, I don't identify as bi now, but this is a whole other topic of feeling like you need to identify straight away. But I was like, oh, I think I'm bi. And she was like, yeah, yeah, probably. You just went and slept with a woman and liked it. Um, and she didn't bat an eyelid. And there were some times where I was like, oh, I think this. And it was just what it was. But a lot of times it was a big, um, it felt like a big deal. And it was like a mini panic attack. I remember telling my ex-boyfriend who was just so wonderful about it. Um, I remember when I went to tell him and walk, you know, we were walking to his car because we're still in the same friendship group. I walked to his car and I was like, oh, and I came out to him. And I could have honestly spewed in that moment because it just felt so huge to say that to someone, especially in a world that, um, I don't know, that also says like, well, what did the man do wrong to you? Or have you just not had the right man? Or like, um, is that why you dated him? Because he's like this. It was none of that. And dating him as a man and I get this question a lot did you actually enjoy being with a man and yes I did and there were so many moments with my ex-partners who were men that I would cherish forever and that were truly beautiful and that I did love them for and coming out didn't change that and I was always so nervous about that because the world says something about a woman who is Mm. who is no longer seeing men like that and society says something about men who have dated those women and it's all been so fine and he was so wonderful about it my friends were and um, my other exes were uh, but when it's happening it it just feels so big and yeah so to sum up it's it's so worth it <laughs> It's so worth those moments to, to get through those moments. It's also, yeah, just validating the fact that it is daunting and it is a big thing. I know that in a recent interview I was watching with Kevin Hart, he's talking to someone who, who was talking about his coming out story and he was like, why do you need to come out? You know, it's, it's just, and he was being, um, he was, from what I gathered, wanting to show that it was normal to come out and that he was progressive enough to to know that in ideally in a world we shouldn't have to come out because it is what it is but that's not the world that we live in so when people come out it is such a process and to validate that experience is so important and to not say, well, it's not actually that big of a deal because, you know, it's 2021. It's 2021. People are still bashed to death for being gay. It's a big fucking deal. 
that one really gets me going. Um, so yes, so worth coming out for me personally. You also don't have to in order to be worthy in order to have your experience validated. Next question. Next question. Do you miss being with men? No. I, if anything, I like my male friendships have deepened and there's something to be said about that. Um, my male friendships have deepened since I came out and the affection and love that I truly do have for men with it having with it being nothing to do with sex or chemistry is phenomenal. Like the genuine love I feel for my male friends is so beautiful. It makes me smile. Um, so much thinking about it. And no, I don't miss being with men. <laughs> I think that it's not even about men or women though. It's like what I was always seeking out was connection and love and truth and honesty and communication and intimacy and chemistry. And when I have that with women, I, I mean, of course, like my cup is so full, of course I don't miss being with men. But not only that, when I have that within myself, it's just the first time in my life really that I haven't been seeking it out um, from someone else. So, yeah, to answer that, but in saying that, you know, I still meet men sometimes and I'm like, you are such a beautiful soul. On the weekend, I went to a breathwork retreat and just seeing the men there be so open and compassionate and like, you know, beautiful, like they were such beautiful men. And I love that I have never... It's never been true for me. It's never been a story for me that men are fucked. You know, it's never felt right for me either that when people say, I mean, never felt right does not sum it up. It is not okay in my eyes to assume that a woman is into another woman because she didn't get what she needed from a man or because a man fucked her up. So it has never been true for me that I am in, I'm, I'm attracted to women because men weren't good enough. Like, it's got nothing to do with men. Again, nothing to do with men. And on that note, there is not a man and a woman being played out in a heterosexual female relationship. That is not a thing. It is two women. And the fact that you are looking for a man and a woman just shows that society tells you it is normal and the only way if there is a man and a woman. That's why you're playing that out. And that's okay. But I'm telling you now, that's why you're playing it out because it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. There's two women, two men, two... Uh, you know, it's not just a man and a woman. Um... So, no, I don't, I don't miss being with men. Um, I, I also, at the moment, don't miss being with women. I, I'm loving being with myself. I can feel that chapter ending. But, yeah, there is, 
such a big part of my heart that just knows there are so many beautiful men out there and that I can experience beautiful men without dating beautiful men. Um, so yeah, this has ended up being, I thought this was going to be a big podcast. What we're going to do is holy shit. Yeah. Okay. We're going to make this a two part podcast episode. So I'm going to send you some love. I will release these podcast episodes together, but I'm going to send you some love and see you over on the next episode of create your life. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. This has been like a really beautiful journey. I can't believe how quickly the time just went. Um, but I'm going to put a pin in this app and then I'll see you over on the next episode where we'll keep talking about different things. Um, so some of the questions we've got here is why is it hard to understand people within the LGBTQI plus community? How did you find putting yourself out there knowing some guys make might take this a certain way so I'm, I'm thinking that's around male validation and male attraction um, as in uh, as young girls we're often brought up to be thinking of what attracts a male and what is worthy for a male's attention and I think I'm understanding from this question you know how do we go about coming to terms with that in ourselves that it's no longer about a man um, and what happens when men aren't interested in us anymore because we have come out as being true to who we are. Um, we've got some more questions. Did you ever wish you were straight? Are you worried about having kids? How did your parents react? And uh, do you have to come out to be who you are? So we're going to have a look at that in the next F. I will see you over there. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Ah, big love. Mm -hmm.